Anthony. It's Mark Messier. And you're listening to Blue Shirt of the Ground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Tuesday, February the 27th. The trade deadline is 10 days away. My name is Jim, and as always, I'm joined on the other side of the window by the one and only Edward. Call him Double Duty Geik. What's going on, Eddie? How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, doing good, man. I, I feel alive today. Took me a while, but I got around to living. How about <laughs> yourself? How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Voice is uh, almost reco- fully recovered. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much back to normal, I think. What's up, Brett? Oh, yes, I survived. I succeeded where others have failed, as I've said many times. Uh, I won't say it was easy, but it was, <laughs> it happened. You gave your all on Saturday, that's for sure. Yes. Well, I got to say, first of all, uh, Jim, the amount of work that you do, you have barely had any time to eat. As a matter of fact, I don't think you ate until it was all over. Yeah, I don't eat until it's over. Uh, well, just want to say I appreciate you doing all that stuff. I mean, I call it the Mooslot stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, like, I swear to God, you should become a professional, uh, like Grand Poobah, some kind of lodge, and be paid for the way you run things and the way you're organizing and you hustle. It's just, and meanwhile, I just schmooze and it, everybody's life problems which maybe uh maybe you don't want to hear so can your you sound are you, do you have another microphone on your computer it doesn't sound like you're talking through your mic might be let's see let's see might be just the uh it could be the camera phone let me see we'll, we'll, i'll work on that you talk to the people at home all right so <clears throat> 
Yes, we had our we had our great viewing party on Saturday. It was a fantastic day. Uh, completed our work, our as I call it, our week of glory. The beginning beginning with the win over the Islanders, and then a complete dismantling of the Devils, and then the Rangers squeeze out. And I do mean squeeze out a two to one victory. Uh, you know, can you hear me now? <laughs> What's that? Can you hear me now? I could I could hear you before, but it sounds like. It doesn't sound like you're using the microphone in front of you. Oh, I know what it is. You sound more echoey. Yeah, I, I know what's going on. You know, you sound like 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 I do when I'm on my laptop and just using my laptop microphone. I don't have my microphone plugged in. Oh, they work better when they are plugged in. Yes, I've heard. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and one of the things I uh, I always joke about is that the one thing I I usually don't do at a viewing party is actually watch the game. But I, I did get to see most of you know most of the game, but I went back and watched the highlights, and that really wasn't that that really came down to the end. There were some tense moments in the final seconds of that game, but uh, the Rangers held on two to one. Everybody went home happy. I think everybody went home with some kind of swag. Mikhail's again went above and beyond. Uh, they they just did a tremendous job. Molly working behind the bar by herself for a majority of that day, taking care of everybody. And uh, I get at one point, Jen said to Molly, she's like, uh, you know, does everybody take care of you? Do you, do you? You know, you make out well at the end of the day. She goes, of course. Why do you think we keep inviting you guys back? So <laughs> so it's good to know that BSU, you know, we, we, we put our money where our mouths are, so to speak. That's correct. Do I sound better now? You sound exactly the same. Let me restart and come back. All right. All right. Be right back. So, so, um, yeah, it was a great day. We had a, we had a great turnout. At one point, I counted at least fifty people. Doctor B was there. Doctor B was very generous on Saturday, not only donating some prizes that we gave away, but he was uh, he he held his own uh, betting pool for the first goal pool which uh, Costa won. And so Costa picked up some extra, some extra cashish towards his bar bill, which was, was always helpful. Uh, I think Matt Morello won, won a hundred bucks. A couple other people won some cash as well. Uh, Dr. B was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope uh, your surgery goes well. I, we could, you, you definitely played hurt on Saturday and, and we appreciate it, but it, it was great to meet you. And uh, you're every bit as fun in person as you are are in the chat, even more so. And uh, you know, and then the rest of our our usual suspects were there, and Eddie had some some new friends that showed up. That was their first time at a viewing party. They had a they had a great time. Uh, we had a we had a group that came in that were Ranger fans, but were on their way to a play. So they were there before the game, and then showed up when the play was over. They were back for the end of the game. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else was there. Tony Stanziano and his and his girlfriend Ellie, who won the who won the Adam Fox jersey. Uh, I know I'm. For, Brett Anderson was there. Uh, Matt Zenobia made the trip in, and you know it was just a it was just a great day, and and uh, everybody had a great time. And it, of course, it's always better when the Rangers win. We live stream the whole thing, and here I'll show you this. So while we're waiting for Eddie to come back, this was made by, this video was made by Costa. He did, oh, Eddie's back. Hold on. Let me put Eddie back on. 
There you are. I was just about to show this video from the uh, from the viewing party that Costa was nice enough to make for us. All right. You can see this. And uh, this is uh, this is Matt Rempe scoring on Saturday. Oh, I got There we go. The great Nick, Nick DeCristo. Why? Why is Nick DeCristo insisting we see his nipple? He likes to uh, show you them. That's my fucking boy. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Max Landerman was there and uh, Spencer Gold and uh, Tony Stanziano brought his dad with him. Yeah, Tony Stanziano, nice man, yeah. Tony Stanziano, the beast from Bayonne, as I call him. The beast from Bayonne. Great. Bayonne, New Jersey. We went to the same elementary school. Just many years apart. I've entered full screen mode. Uh, you sound much better, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I want if you didn't hear me the first time, big time accolades go to you for just being the grand poobah of it all. I'm happy to do it. So, uh, so it's, a, it's a lot get, of fun. It's a, it's a work day, but it's a fun work day. It goes by so fast. It does. I mean, for me, it's over in an instant. It really is. Before you know it, you turn around and everybody's heading for the exits. <laughs> yes. Mr. Cutsy. Oh, there she is. Lizzie Bear. I think it's the first time I've seen you, so I have to congratulate you on your Kansas City Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. And she was, is, was a Kansas City Chief fan before the fair weather skies started to come in. So that I always appreciate. Um, yes, the Empire State Building, I, I see that, Diane, and I will tell you, I'm not embracing that one, because Paul Bissonette came up with it, <laughs> but it is very clever, very clever, I'm a, but, and it does fit, does fit, but uh, uh, I will still stick with the Rempenstein that we made popular, but hey, call them what you will. Uh, we've been calling him Rempenstein for a year and a half. Everybody's on this bandwagon with us now. Well, apparently he's the talk of the league. Oh, Jim. the oh, whole Joe. league, the <laughs> whole league is talking about him from coast to coast. Look at this Rempy kid. Just, uh, I mean, the, the hullabaloo of this kid. I cannot believe it. 
I can't believe the controversies he's causing. The uh, and I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being. Re- I'm telling you the truth. No, he's a he's he's a all, controversial topic. He's the talk of the town. Why? The guy fights. Is it so rare that a guy has fight in th- fights in three straight games that all of a sudden it's oh oh I'm so worried about his health. Give it a break. I like how when the Rangers finally get a tough guy, now it's time to calm down. Right now, all of a sudden, we're gonna take fighting out of the game. Yeah, meanwhile, oh, fighting Joe, Ragdoll, and Book David should Panarin. Nobody. All oh, the Rangers are soft. Look right. at them. We got to get Ryan Reeves. As soon as we get a guy who starts beating bananas in, all of a sudden it's time to stop fighting. Right. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. We got two six foot eight behemoths and deal with it. You're right, Cutter. In this powder puff NHL, well, guess what? We're turning back the clock. Right. I will say this. He doesn't need to say yes every night. No. You know, he, he, he's you watch you you watch the Twilight Zone, right? You've watched you're a Twilight yeah, Zone fan, right? Most of them. You you've seen the episode with Jack Klugman where he wants to be the best pool player of all time and he plays pool yes. with Jonathan Winters and he beats him and then he realizes it's a curse because he's constantly being challenged because everybody wants to beat the best. <laughs> it's yeah. okay to say no once in a while. You don't have to say yes to every schlemiel that wants to throw hands. You don't have to prove yourself every night. Well, you got to be smart about it. Right. These guys well, are antagonizing them in the pregames. Right. They want to go. They all, right, right. Everybody wants a shot at the title, and I get that. But you know what? Against the Devils, against the Islanders, against the Islanders, you know, big game, big moment, first game, Guy on the ice challenge. Okay, you take the challenge. Devils rivalry, you take the challenge. Flyers, sure, you take the challenge. Columbus Blue Jackets, eh, eh. You know what you do? You mix it up. Guy drops his gloves, he wants to go. Hey, no, 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 no. On my terms. And it, oh, this is another thing. And I even saw Rock talk about this. The stage fights. There is no such thing as a stage fight. You want to go? I want to go. Let's fight. It's like a fake fight. It's a real fight. Yes, it doesn't happen. After. They're not staged punches. Right. <laughs> Matt Rempe doesn't have two fake black eyes. Right. Does uh, uh, Delorier have uh, fake bruises and blood on his eyes? No. I don't care how it happens. Staged whatever. Look at this man. Look at this guy. <laughs> he, he literally looks like he, he was, he does, he looks like Frankenstein. He's put together with all kinds of parts. What is he, 22, whatever he is? We're going to, if the kid wants a fight, he'll learn. He'll learn him some brains that you can't fight every game. I would have been happy if that guy challenged him. Uh, what was the guy on, on on the coats who challenged him? Olivier, Lawrence Olivier, or whatever his name was. Yes. 
Oliver, twist. Oliver twist. Yeah. Back away. Not, not on your terms, buddy boy. And that, and fighters learn that. In the old days, that's how they learned, you know, fighters on the ice. They learned that, you know, somebody's going to be coming after you, but try to get them on your terms. But he's so jazzed up and the adrenaline is rolling. He feels like the king of New York. Everybody's talking <laughs> about the guy. He's got to fight. I don't think that's necessary. I got a guy. Oh, oh somebody on the, on the underground said, oh, the Rempe uh, era is over. He got an assist. He's got a goal and an assist. Well, yeah, I agree with that, Diane. You know, he should heal up a little bit. He doesn't have to fight every game. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. He's had 16 fights, I think, in the two years with with the pack. I don't know if that's a lot nowadays, 80 a year. I, I would assume that is a lot, considering that, you know, fighting is so rare nowadays. Well, that's what, one out of every 10 games? Yeah, that, one, that's one fight every ten games. That doesn't sound like a lot. They play eighty games down there. I don't even know. I don't know. Let's but assume yeah, they it play doesn't... close to eighty games, right? When we went to see him, did he did he fight? I don't think he fought. I don't think he fought that night either. He already had black eyes, though. He had black eyes when we met him. So yeah, he, yeah, it's true. He had just had one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He had two black eyes. Oh, Danny McGillicuddy, our new Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, I didn't tell you about this. I've great to Danny. meet Danny McGillicuddy on Saturday. He was a great right? guy. Great guy. Great guy. So great, I decided to hire him, Jim. He's. Uh, I haven't. I haven't advised you this yet. When we'll I say hire, I mean a no pay, but he will be appearing. Is he going to be our AHL correspondent? Yes, he is. Our, this our guy, new Cody uh, Bondra? Uh, he's going to blow Cody Bondra right out the window. <clears throat> Danny knows his AHL stuff. See, right there. Posted on the on it. You're going to make your debut on, 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 on the, the thingamajig here. You're going to be quoted. AHL over 10 fights, you get suspended. Wow. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. See, that's why Danny McGillicuddy is joining our, our show. He's on staff. He's on staff. We'll get him a press pass and everything. Yeah. I don't even think they have press over there in the AHL. If Mitch Beck can get close to these guys, anybody can. Right. <laughs> so uh, it's caused quite a stir. And let me tell you, some of the responsibilities... <sighs> Oh, I didn't know this. Look at this. Look at this guy. That was our 20th win. I just can't believe we have actually seen 28 games together. That, to me, is absurd. Impressive. Wow. Especially when you consider we took damn near two years off because of that stupid virus. Yeah. And I That's think I, I think I think we're getting more people post COVID than we got pre COVID. But like, it's, people are anxious to get out, and you know, we were stuck. They they had to watch us during COVID because they were stuck at home. <laughs> this was so all, we built up a, a reservoir. We were all these people had. 
And that was also the birth of everybody getting a podcast. Right. Because, you know, all the players were home and right. they learned how to work Zoom. Right. So all of a sudden they became like that fucking idiot commercial that's on MSG. Well, I get together with my best friends. We have a show. You know, yeah. You know, that was a one-off. So, anywho. Uh, so, I want. I saw a clip on... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I <laughs> I meant to tell you. I forgot to tell you this on Saturday because I, I get like five minutes to talk to Eddie. <laughs> we we sure. talk like, hey, Ed, good to see you. All right, ready to go. Here we go. And then we're off and running. And then, all right. Good night, Ed. Good to see you. Sometimes I don't even get good night, Ed. I turn around and he's gone. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> but anyway, I meant to tell you this on Saturday. You remember we were talking about the about the girl who's got the commercial on MSG with the Truba jacket? Yes. And you were talking about her, and I said, well, there's a little bit of a backstory there. I said, you know. And we didn't. You kind of you kind of said, you held me back. off, right? You held me well, back. Yeah, so they go the other off now. Well, Jen shows her on. She's on Twitter the other day. I should get free tickets to the stadium series because I was in a commercial. And I'm thinking the commercial's not enough. You're on TV every uh, night during a Ranger game in your Truba jacket. And you want to and you want free tickets? Come on. Do you know what I would give to have one commercial of this program? On one game, I don't even care if it's a game against the Coats on a Wednesday night. Do you know what that would do for us? And she wants free tickets? Out of here. Wait a minute. Uh, hold on. I, all right, yes. First of all, the pure nads on that woman. <laughs> I want to hear her backstory, why I shouldn't freaking go after her. The, but... the, the, the begging is out of control. Oh, the, the whole world's begging. And, and I'm sure it's not just this fan base, but I see uh, this is oh, the fan base. Fan. I see the it whole from world. the most. The begging is out of control. Stop. They owe you nothing. They owe you now, nothing. Now, oh, Robert Schmidt is reporting a ludicrous. Well, there are rumors that... Uh, this isn't Patterson, ludicrous. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we were going ludicrous speed, but we're not. There are sorry, Robert. Rumors. My apologies. That because they've been unable to work out a contract with him, Elliot Friedman was speculating that teams are taking uh, the Canucks are taking calls on him, which you know I I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary. But I guess there's an unresolved contract issue with him. I I, I can't see it happening. I, I don't know how you're you're the you're one of the best teams in hockey and you trade one of your best players, but. You know, if he's available, I'm sure uh, I'm sure the Rangers will make that call. Realize they have no cap space, and <clears throat> you know, uh, unless Vancouver's going to retain 98 percent of salary. Well, according to Robert Schmidt, he is going to be traded to the New York Rangers soon. Well, I'm here for it. I have, I I can't provide. Look, whatever they did, what, who's that? We know they need help on the trade that? deadline. I can't begin to speculate on trades because I have no idea how you make these things work with the cap. I understand that teams have got to retain salary and then that costs more in assets. So, that, you know, it's going to have to cost <laughs> ringside seats for Jim and a big sign MSG commercial for some Swedish fish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put BSU on here. Can I get a commercial? 
Um, but I have no idea. There's lots of rumors. The um, I didn't hear that one. I would love to get that guy, but how are they going to make that work? I don't know. I, you'd have to severely overpay, and you got and you got to have Vancouver overpay. Take on, take on salary. Get ready to overpay. I like that guy. Is a superstar. The um, the Athletic did predictions for the for the trade deadline from each of their beat writers, and the Anaheim beat writer predicted that they would trade Henrique and Vetrano to the Rangers. Whoa. That was his prediction. And all Arthur Staple would predict, as far as the Rangers were concerned, was that a reunion with a former Ranger is coming. Tarasenko, Butchnevich, or, or Patrick Kane. Those were his... Well, you they left one. he left one guy out. Tyler Mott. Every trading deadline, we have to get Tyler Mott. He's the new, uh, he's the new Thomas Vanek. It's not the trade deadline until Thomas Vanek gets traded. Right, exactly. <clears throat> she deleted her her Twitter account. Who doesn't have a Twitter account? Uh, Danny McGillicuddy reporting that Ava deleted her Twitter account. Ava is the woman who asked for free tickets. She's the one with the Truba jacket. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, you know. BSU AHL correspondent coming in with the information. He's even got NHL information. He's got social media information. He's earning his money. Earning 100% of his salary. Alyssa Milano needs free tickets. Well, I guess when you beg, you feel. Uh, so, any little, anywho, uh, Yes, you have got a, a. We're heading into the. Uh, oh, she's she's active now. Oh, now she's active. Well, sure, she's begging for tickets. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to a. Uh, it's going to be very interesting as we approach the trading deadline. What are your guys' feelings? Do you want them? Because I saw. Oh, who did I see? <laughs> Somebody, I think, that has an actual opinion. No. Scratch that. I saw Boomer, you know, Boomer Esiason, saying the Rangers aren't a Stanley Cup contender until they make a few moves. Now, again, I know he only dabbles in hockey. He certainly is has doesn't have the hockey IQ of people in the blue shirt underground or really just me and Jim who are – uh, you know, stalwarts of Ranger hockey knowledge. Yes. I mean, where do you guys feel? Do you feel that the Rangers can't contend if they stand pat? Or do you think they need to? They need. It's imperative to make moves. I'll go right to you, Mr. Jim Schmiedeberg. I think they can contend as in. You want to contend in the East? They could, they could, they could afford to stand pat. You want to really contend for a cup? No, they need, they need to make moves. I think the East is wide open. I, there's no team in the East that I don't think they could play with. Except maybe what Columbus, about, but they're not making the playoffs. What about Florida? I think they could I like the Panthers. Florida. Panthers are tough. Panthers are tough, but I think they could play with Florida. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh well, I you know I I agree with Brett. I've I've been saying that for years. 
You go, you go all in because you never know when your next opportunity is going to come. You know, they don't all hear that from Ranger fans, but then they don't want to part with anything. Well, no, no, they want to. The first round pick is untouchable. <laughs> they want to. They want to trade Barkley go Goodrow for Henrique and Vitrano yeah, and maybe throw in Zegras. And if we'll go, we'll get Cam Fowler while we're at it, and uh, yeah, we'll throw him a sixth round pick in three years. <clears throat> I feel like. See, I I know the Rangers are not. They're a flawed team. They are. Uh, You know, what the record says, we all know. They've got some flaws. And they win games. And it's not, they don't win them impressively a lot of the times. I mean, maybe we got spoiled from that five-game road trip earlier in the season when we thought we had a fucking juggernaut on our fucking hands. Uh, you know, it's not always pretty, and uh, and then it gets ugly when they lose to the worst team in the fucking conference, the Coats. But I I feel like I think it goes back to what you said about the East not being all, you know, everybody's got a, a third and fourth line that isn't that all that great, you know? But and now I'm seeing like a whole different thing, Jim. With the, it used to be, I, I'd be crying. Oh, come on. They give up 16 shots on net. How come they can't win these games? How come the other team's going now? It's like 50 shots. It's going on time again. Oh, uh, the devil shot them 40 to 18. It's ridiculous. Flyers outshot them 40 to 24. But. Columbus outshoots them forty-one to forty, and they and they lose the game. So, I don't know. Go figure. Maybe Igor needs to work, and he's playing spectacularly. Really. People down on Keandre Miller. That was a piss poor effort he made yesterday. Let me tell you, wake up. The whole team looked tired. Yeah. I- I didn't, I, you know, it was sad to see the streak end, but all streaks end. That's why they call them streaks. It was, it was sad that it ended before they could set the record, but you could tell as that game went on, they were just, they were, they were out of gas. They were out of magic. Yeah, it was. Nothing looked right. They looked off from the get-go. Columbus gets up for the Rangers for some reason. I believe Dr. that was Bushman's not wrong. You have ego, but then you know what? I think you're kind of on the same. The power plays are not going to be there in the playoffs. Like they were yesterday. When the Rangers get two power plays, you got to work to get power plays, and they did not work. I mean, I know we're talking about the last game first, but that's the way it works. But it. it I think the Rangers need to make some moves. I mean, but do I do I say they they're definitely not going to make lesser teams have made the Stanley Cup finals. Let me just put it that way. And we got a I think we have a well coached got a team and, and eager gets hot, but recent past has shown us that you really don't need a a, a great goalie 
Rangers were fifty six percent on faceoffs the other night, Margaret. Uh. Oh boy, how many times did Sam fucking talk about that Russian line last night? You would think this was uh, uh, Boris Mikhailov. It was like the fucking Red Army. Like this is the first time Russians ever fucking came into the NHL. <laughs> Holy cow. It was going nuts about them. There's that. We talked about them, Joe. You talk about everybody. Everybody but the Rangers. Everybody. Zach Wierenski. Oh, he's been hurt. Why is it? Why is it every time every team they play? Why is it? I always know who who their trade targets are, and I know who what players might be might be getting traded from that team. But I never hear that about our team. I never hear what players for what players the Rangers might be targeting or what players could be on a trade. I never get that information. I hear all about other teams' contracts. I hear all about every. I hear about everything. Yeah, they're shopping him. They're not happy with them. He needs to step up. Patrick Liney is in. Uh, he won't be here in two weeks, Sam. First, he He's was going to be traded. Program. Then he was serving time. I don't know what was going on. Sam messed <laughs> it up. He was in the drug assistance. No, he wasn't. He's in the. I don't know what. Zach Wierenski's been. Oh, and Frantilli. He's young. And oh, God, it went on and on. Fratello. Danny Fratello. They called him that too. Dick. Zuccarello, he called that. Right. He called it. It, it, it was a, again, the last thing you want to hear is those fucking chuckleheads while the Rangers are losing to the coats. All right. So so what are the targets? The targets of Vetrano and Henrique, according what? to the beat reported. Off the staples can't make any conjecture. He can't be held accountable for making a a, a, a trade rumor? Uh, yeah, I mean, all he said, there are some options on the trade market from Vladimir Tarasenko to Pavel Buchnevich to Patrick Kane. But I'm thinking the Rangers find a way to bring back Frank Vetrano as the, route, the right wing who can help unlock the Chris Kreider, Mika Zabinijad duo on five on five. Yeah, I love VC as a fourth liner, but it's a first liner. It's just... That whole line, there's nobody really works on that line. Everybody's down on key. Keandre Miller, listen. Hey, you want him gone? Let him go. Let him go. Chain him. I don't care anymore. You want to watch with your eyes and ignore the stats? Go ahead. You find another defenseman on this team that's going to log 20 minutes a game. Put Braden Schneider up there. See what he does. You like him? You like uh, Bent Gustafson there? Eric Gustafson? You like him? What do you want? Zach Jones to play more? Come on. God forbid. Gustafson straight as a Grizzlies dick. That's right. Walter Mathau. I wouldn't mind an upgrade on both of those guys if, if it was possible. Definitely. Uh, why Why make him a forward? He's playing 20 minutes on defense. This is my point. Diane, it's like you, you can't just, all right, now he's a left wing. Okay, now we got we to gotta play, you know, Matt Robertson up there. 
If you get Chikrin, sure. If you get guys to replace him, fine. Matt Robinson has no future with this team. Why? Sad to say. Twice this year. Sad to say. No future. Dude, Claire is a one-way player, Robert. Are you trying to get me crazy here? He's been on nine teams in 10 years. The guy doesn't play a lick of defense. He hangs like a bastard. No. Yeah, well, you know, he does play lazy, but you know what? He played lazy in that Columbus game. It, it You know, Joe Micheletti and the cameraman really had it out for him. They zoomed <laughs> right in on, on the goal. Excuse me right while out. I whip this out. Exactly. No, he did. But the whole team looked lazy last night. They would, they didn't work. You don't work, you don't win. I know. And you know what? I said this to, uh, what's the guy's name uh, that was on the quiz show at the viewing party? Uh, Ephraim? 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 Ephraim. What? Ephraim, I believe, is how he says his name. Ephraim. He was on the quiz show? Yeah, he was on a quiz show. He actually won. It was a sports trivia show. Oh, Very okay. short-lived, and he won. He was telling oh, me. Oh, I didn't know that. Won. Nice guy. Nice guy, but he, you know he doesn't watch this show. Massive human being. Massive. I like Johnny Gord, Robert Schmidt. Report that. So Efren is telling me, why? why is everybody... Giving the finger, especially why is Tony Stanziano giving the finger to Emily Kaplan? She's such a nice lady. <laughs> I go, dude, you don't watch this show. You don't watch the show. The entire uh, bar, the entire bar chanting, you suck at Ray Ferraro. Booing yeah. him. I love it. I was like, listen, buddy. I said, this is, and and I was telling him, well, look, Ron Kaminsky's this see rock kaminsky makes a very good point as far as young keandre miller goes he doesn't realize the situations when to go in when to not he also he's gotta i mean i don't want to do like one of those demonstrations in front of the net they do between periods but you gotta stay square to the guy and and push off or use the body or, you know, make sure you got good gap control on the guy. And then, but don't start turning like this and with the poke check, the pokey, pokey reddick over here. The hokey pokey. Poke, the hokey pokey. It ain't working. You stop. The whole league knows they can go around you because you're going to stop and slow down backwards to do the pokey, the hokey pokey. So, somebody, come on, you got Phil Housley back there. They got the Dan News. What the hell that guy? Michael Pecker. Nobody can teach this guy. No, he's not Willie Uber. Willie Uber wasn't bad. Just Ranger fans expected him to hit. I guess it's the same thing with Keandre. He's a big guy. I don't know. I'm not going to be his defender, but I still think we're going to need him. We need him now. Trade him in the offseason. And there's a viable replacement. All right. All right. He is what he is. Yeah. 
I don't agree with the assessment of 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 the uh, the analyst on the broadcast who says he's getting better every game. No, they're not watching. He's had a, he's had a, <laughs> they're, not, <laughs> they're not watching. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know. Understand what these guys are watching. See, Danny McGillicuddy. See, he's giving us the information. He played right the on the world juniors. He can pivot better. Knowing this guy is like going to college. It is. He's like he's <laughs> like Jim Gordon. Oh, he's just so knowing you is like going to college. He's a plus player and he's plays 20 minutes. Oh God! I, I see. This has turned into the. Cutter with I'm a nice not, friend's I'm not reference. A, I'm done. I'm, Solid. Pivot. I'm, I'm just done. I'm not going to sit here. You know what, though, Margaret? You're going to lose. Sometimes you. Sometimes these teams have your number. They play what three games in four nights. You lose. I'm sorry. They lost five to a games shit and seven team. Nights. What? Five games in seven nights. Five games in seven nights. I mean, I don't know. They yeah. they laid a turd. What can I tell you? Three three games against rivals in a you know in a span of six days. I I, I don't know. I, I didn't normally uh, you know normally losing to the coats would would really uh, aggravate me. But they played a big time emotional game. They. I I, I can't get upset series? over over losing once in eleven games. <laughs> I just can't. I can't, even though it's against a terrible team. And you don't think these teams get up for the Rangers now? They saw the Rangers <laughs> Stadium series. They saw Rempy, that guy uh, uh, Oliver, whatever his name was. He saw Rempy, so he he challenged him. The Rangers looked tired. They looked like they weren't interested in winning the game. The great Nipple De Cristo has joined the chat. Ah, Nip De Cristo, Nip De Cristo now here. <laughs> See, Z yeah, man. and Columbus. You know, I I I made this point the other night. Columbus, uh, for a team with a bad record, has beaten Boston, Vancouver, Calgary, the Rangers twice, uh, Toronto, and another one of the top teams in the league. So, you know. It's going to, it happens. I, I can't, uh, you know, if they needed this game to, you know. If that's going to be a measuring spot. stick for the Rangers and where they are, I'm sorry. I think that's just way off basis. You know. I, you got to beat teams like that. Well, you know, like Roger Nielsen said, it's not, it's not who you play. Sometimes it's when you play them. And they were, they were catching the. Ron Kaminsky again. I think Ron Kaminsky and uh, Danny McGillicuddy should start their own podcast. They really are. They make some ah, good points. Plenty of plenty of room for another one. Yes, <laughs> you could join the five thousand other ones that all suck. And you know what? I saw another one that was terrible. It was hosted by. Uh, it could be another spinoff. A young woman. You know, she seemed to know what she was talking about. I'm looking. 2,000 views? How is this happening? By herself. 
They, they, they're doing some with the numbers. There's some algorithm or something that they have a cheat or something. I don't know. I mean, the 20 views that the instigators get, I believe. That that I do believe. <laughs> uh, but the other ones, I don't know if Blue Shirts Barbecue is still up. You know what? The, this show's not for everybody, and I'm fine with that. I, yeah, I don't yeah, need I don't need two thousand. But I'd rather have I'd rather have our fifty. I don't know to a hundred loyalists that are here for every program. Uh, then you know, open it up to the masses and some of the idiots that are out there in this in this Ranger fan base. Oh man! I mean, there are some dumb fans in this fan base. Dumb. They're not dumb. here though. No, not here. That's what I'm saying. This is you know. This is like uh, the elite, <laughs> but not really elite. Elite, elite. All right. What well, and what got my craw? I, I don't know. Is this a societal problem about this Matt Rempe shit? That the good old days of the rough and tumble and non-helicopter. We all been me and Jim, and I'm sure that. Margaret Hurley and a lot of the, you know, older people. We grew up free range. The parents sent you out of the house. You didn't come back till your mom called you. You came back for dinner. And if you were lucky, they'd send you out of the house again. They went back out. They went back out. Now, all of a sudden, we're worried about fighting. Oh, so I watched this video. I got to tell you, I nearly threw up. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. I know he's on TSN. Could somebody? Is that Lou Nanny? <laughs> I don't know who that is. I thought he was like, uh, I don't Could somebody fill me on, on who this guy is? Does it say? It's Gino Rita. Isn't that, a, isn't that a Beatles song? Lovely Rita? Look, yes. Gino well, Rita. Lovely Rita. Who is Gina, Gino Rita? He's uh, 7-Eleven, that's hockey host Gino Rita. Wonders if, the young, if young Rangers forward Matt Rempe is a style. Is This is very hard, badly typed. A disaster waiting to happen. All right. Go see if you can go full screen. We'll watch just the beginning of this. And I wanted to puke. I wanted to puke. Here we go. I, I use the theater style because that seems to play best. Okay. Let me just start by saying I'm well aware that what I'm about to say is really going to tick off some hockey fans. I understand that. All I ask is that when you realize where I'm going with this, you just hear me out. Then I'll open up the comments and you can have your say. Matt Rempe is sending shockwaves through the NHL. The Shockwaves? <laughs> you don't understand. We're 19 seconds in. Shockwaves? It's Gino Retta, according to uh, Cutter. Actually. <laughs> yeah, actually. Actually. He's Rita down here in the fucking States, Cutter. Right. Retta. Should have read a book. <laughs> On hockey before he started this. <clears throat> All right, let's see what Bold Nose has to say here. 
the six foot seven inch, two hundred and forty one pound Ranger rookie from Calgary, has been in the NHL for exactly one week. And everyone across the league, one week shockwaves, shockwaves, shockwaves. You at the beginning of the show, he's the talk of the whole NHL. Is already talking about him. He's had fans on their feet in virtually every game he's played so far. The crowds have gone nuts. He's had players on both benches up on their feet to get a better look. And then it was stick taps all around. Even we in the media have begun tripping over ourselves to talk about the way this kid has been turning heads thanks to his hands. Not for what he can do with a stick in his hands, although he did score his first NHL goal on Saturday. No, it's for what he can do with his fists. He's made the headlines in pretty much every game he's played so far. The Rempy Roadshow, an absolute animal. Epic fight of the year. Three fights in just five NHL games. Stop it right 20 there. minutes and one second of total ice time. The Rempy Roadshow? The Rempy Roadshow. All right. I mean, this is, you're right. What is this with the drama? I don't understand. I know this is. So I didn't ridiculous. realize it was a road show, and I didn't realize that. I... Shockwaves. 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 All right. Sorry. Time in his young NHL career and 27 minutes in penalties, almost all of it. Look at him. He's a gazelle. Look, Look at, at him. him. Look at this this specimen. In fighting me. And while he did take a roughing call with Jonas Ziegenthaler after a crushing hit on Nathan Bastian, not a single one of his actual fights was spontaneous in response to anything that happened on the ice. No, all three of them were pre-planned staged fights. Last Sunday, Matt Rempe's NHL debut with the New York Rangers. Did I'm, I'm sorry. I got, did, 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 did Matt Rempe inv invent the staged fight? He did. This is Dude, his thing. I mean, you know, these aren't Hollywood stuntmen throwing fake punches. I know. This is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, All right. The, back, to, back to bold nose here. Before the puck even hit the ice, Rempe and Matt Martin's gloves were off, and they were going. Fists of fury. Look at them. Now, again, Rempe trying to make a great first impression after his first call up to the National Hockey League, and Martin. See, an aging 34-year-old. Oh, an aging. Like, he picked that fight. That's, you don't understand. This, this, this <coughs> Rigo, whatever his name is, <laughs> this guy doesn't understand. Gino Toretta. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this was a, a moment. Where, you know, okay, a couple million people were watching, not the greatest audience, but the hockey world was watching. And Matt Martin did what other guys have done in the last, since I've been watching hockey. They This is kind of the code. You want to go, bring in the youngster, let's fight, let's see what you're made of. Let's, it's a spotlight fight. It's a rivalry game. Hats off, stack the stick taps, as this numbskull says to Matt Martin for letting the kid go. And the kid got the better of Matt Martin. And he's making it look like Matt Rempe picked on an, an aged 34-year-old. Let me tell you, Matt Martin can fucking beat the fuck out of me, and I'm fucking 59. <laughs> like Matt this Martin probably can beat the hell like out of half the abuse. 
El, yeah, I'm surprised. This guy, uh, Riga, the, Anthony Riga, doesn't sue him for elder abuse. <laughs> Gino Toretta. Gino Toretta. I don't want to. I don't want to slam the good name of Anthony Riga by by associating him with this guy. Uh, all right, I didn't realize you were that much of an Anthony Riga. But... Oh, the great Frosty. Rest in peace. God love yes. him. Well, not Anthony Riga. I meant like Anthony Riga from. Oh, not. Oh shit. What was the guy from Taxi's name? Alex Riga. Alex Riga. Sorry. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm sorry, Anthony. I'm sorry. I meant Alex Riga, <coughs> the kid who had 16 fights in two seasons in the American Hockey League, recording his first NHL fight before he even recorded a single second of ice time. Rempe held his own. So word spread. No, wait, 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 wait! He didn't hold his later. Rempe in the fight. What'd you say, Eddie? He's saying he held his own. He won the fight. Right. So, I sorry. I've watched a billion hockey fights. I've got tapes upon tapes. He won the fight. I wouldn't say it was a, a, a tremendous victory, but Matt Martin has a reputation, as Bill Chavik used to say. I'm sorry, Anthony Riga. I meant Alex. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. All right. Back to bold nose. In the Rangers in Philadelphia, Flyers tough guy Nicholas Delorier, a 33-year-old vet trying to hang oh, on to his job. Stop, he's 33. The Elder abuse again. <laughs> who who was stretching in that picture and who was chirping? Matt Rempe doesn't respect his elders. But, Jim, who's chirping and who's doing their stretches? Right. Who that came over to initiating who? it? Did, did Matt Rempe go on his knees across the ice to find it to find this guy? We're in the pregame warm-up. Nine seconds into Rempe's first shift. The gloves come off again. Loads of time for the officials to step in, but they just watch and allow things to play out. Rempe and Delorier ultimately go. This time right, Rempe stop. did not do Look, look at the part of the fight they showed was what we used to call the range of victory when you fall on top of them. Right. In between all that, he, they were, you know, they were playing pitcher and catcher, and DeLaurier was, more, was mostly a catcher in that fucking bloodbath. Right. He looked like Gorbachev by the time Rempe was done with him. <laughs> Do as well against the so, guy so 12 years his Just senior. a little. I'm sorry well, I interrupted. I, I'm no, it's all right. It's all right. This got me so... Allow Set. things to play out. Rempe and Delorier ultimately go. This time, Rempe did not do as well against the guy 12 years his senior. No what? To replay the fight in its entirety, but I will show you this. Rempe ended up getting thrown down to the ice, and as he fell, his skull came dangerously close to crashing onto the ice. It could have gone so badly. Just a couple of inches from a really bad outcome. Word spread of another. Oh, but they don't show the other guy. They didn't they ever showed the chatter the built. Guy and the like legend a beat. of the new heavyweight kid on the scene continued to grow. Yesterday, Rangers and Blue Jackets, pregame skate. Another fourth line veteran trying to battle for more ice time. Matthew Olivier has a chat with the kid in the warm-up, complimenting Rempe on his fighting skills so far. And we all knew what was coming. Rempe's first shift of the game, there was Olivier. The kid challenged the vet. Once again, Rempe did not fare well. Once again, 
The fight ended when Rempe got thrown down to the ice hard. Once again, he nearly cracked his skull on the hard surface. Left the game, went through concussion protocol, but was thankfully able to return. Another bullet dodged. But you can't help but feel everyone involved in this is now playing with fire. So where does the kid go from here? That's a dream come true. It's just, uh, uh, I don't even know. Where's can I describe it? It's, uh, I'm just honored to be here, and I want to try to make the most of this opportunity. And every time I throw on the New York Rangers jersey, I want to give it my all and do everything I can to help the team win. So it's just, uh, I'm happy with how it's going, but just a lot more work to do. I just want to keep building every day. Are you sensing a bit of a pattern? A 21-year-old kid trying to make his mark in the NHL, doing what he thinks will keep him up in the league, while fading veterans are trying to prove they can still contribute, and they see the kid as an easy mark. How much longer can the... An easy right, mark! <laughs> an easy, easy mark? mark. The, the guy who's six foot seven and 240 pounds, he's an easy mark? First of all, the veterans have been looking. They, this has gone on in, ever since the dawn of hockey. The veterans want to get a look at the new boy in town, a new guy in town. They, this is what happened. It happened to Probert. It happened to the Coaster. They had to fight the guys that uh, were older than them, and then they became kids, and then they had to test the younger guys. This is how it works. This idiot didn't even watch the fights. Because the Delorier fight, he absolutely annihilated that guy. And now, because he did lose that fight, you think the other guy uh, was like playing tiddlywinks? He got some shots from Rempe. He just didn't win the fight. Rempe didn't win the fight. I don't know. He can look like Sherman Potter. He can look, but this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Sherman Potter. I don't even know. He looks like some old Italian dude that's just way too mellow for me to hang out with. What's the... I don't understand. What's the point here? Oh, and his skull! That happens every time somebody gets thrown down there at that... Just because he was helmetless? I, I don't know. Shut this guy off. I can't take him. I can't take Alex Riga anymore. Bob Probert, in his rookie season, fought 16 times. In his second season, he fought 17 times. In his fourth season, he fought 24 times. I don't know if he was hurt in his third season. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was postseason. Yes. So his rookie season, he fought 16 times. Second season, 17 times. Third season, 24 times. That's what happens. I don't do, know. Do, we, do I want to? I do. We have to. Do we want to watch more? No, of this I don't want to watch any more of him. It's enough of him. Get the fuck out of here. He didn't even show the the second fight. <laughs> uh, Gino Retta. That's how you say his name, huh? I don't like this guy. And I don't think Matt Rempe is that type of player. He's not like a freak who just fights. Not some rock'em, sock'em ro robot only. He's got a goal and assist, goddammit. And <laughs> Tana's cracking me up. That old guy was a weenie.
So, I mean, he's not playing the fourth line just because he fight. Martin's right. If he's on the Leafs to sign Ryan Reeves to like a three-year deal or two-year deal. Yeah, that's the guy he lost the fight to, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I never seen a guy bruise as people as he was getting punched. It's not Usually the best that picture. That's just a it's the first picture I could find that does he look like he I mean, I, I understand, you know, he got some shots in too, but does he look like the guy that won? Well, if you show that edited footage where he fucking just threw him down. Right. All right. So I, I had to get that out. That Jim, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Don't I'm apologize. I'm glad we found that about this idiot. <laughs> Tanner. He's got a whole tomato on his header. That's right. <clears throat> and we, we know Matt Shockwaves. Shockwaves to the NHL. I don't even remember the last time there was shockwaves in Asia. I think when Gretzky got traded, that was shockwaves. Right. I don't know. I, that guy, <laughs> he's a weenie. I think that's right. That's a good term. Toad's right. He looked like he was going to cry. But it, it's so weird how you could get pigeonholed that this guy's a goon who's going to wind up dying on the ice because that's how he's going to make his bread and butter. The Rangers aren't going to keep you around uh, if if you're just a goon for the players. Actually, uh, I've got Laviolette from practice today, and the first I just re- I just remembered first thing he talks about. The first question was Matt Rempe. So let's let's listen to Laviolette real fast, uh, and I'll put the captions on because of course you can't hear a goddamn thing. You can hear Laviolette, but. Other than just what we've seen you can throw in the first round. Is there an energy that he's brought at a time when maybe it's good to get an energy from him? I think for sure he brings energy. You know, he's um, he's a big guy. He skates hard. He gets in on the forecheck. He's, he's banged a lot of bodies for us. Um, his line on many occasions have put it behind the defense, turned pucks over, brought pucks to the net, and scored goals. You know, for the, for the amount of time that they've gotten, they've produced a couple goals in the last couple games, and so I think that they've done a good job. And yeah, I do think that they bring he, he bring they bring energy, and Eddie brings energy, and Rem brings energy. They Goody's been a good mentor for those two. You know, just making sure that he's talking and communicating to them all the time. But they've had positive influences in the game. All right, now I'm just going to say that this is one of the smartest coaches I think the Rangers have had. In my lifetime, maybe not the best coach, but one of the smartest. Does he really say, I mean, is he really going to say those things if he just thinks Rempe is just some big dumb lummox who's there to fight? I mean, right there, he's telling you the things that he sees in Rempe's game. He's not just going to make that up. Right. He's got no agenda to... To, uh, I mean, I could see if this was a couple of years ago after the whole Tom Wilson incident, uh, if we saw this, or let's say, well, the Rangers are trying to make a statement. This guy is earning his playing time by the way he plays. That hit on Bastion was awesome. 
All right, he got a match penalty. There was no suspension. Isn't this what we want? That match penalty was complete bullshit, by the way. Yeah, of course it was. They just don't know how to call a game with hitting. The refs, uh, you know, the refs just forgot. Anybody who gets creamed, it had to be illegal. Right. I mean, the game is going at 100 miles an hour. We're watching on our HD TVs. We see everything on replay. It happens so fast. They just don't be on the safe side, they call that shit. All right, so so now he's asked about if, if he's had a conversation with him about the fighting. Yeah. We talk, we talk to our players all the time. So there's always conversations with our players. To answer your question about Rempe, yes, we always have conversations with our players, and I've had conversations with Rempe. Conversations with players? What a difference a year makes. Um, but when he's in the box, it also affects your rotation. Also oh, affects yeah. the amount of ice time he gets. So is it is he not a little more valuable if you can avoid being in the box five minutes at a time? No. Yeah, I think he brings value to this. I mean, as far as the bench goes, I think I think it's fairly easy for me to manage it. Um, you know, our our forwards are always looking for. You know, you you take 12 minutes forwards and they give them 14 minutes, they're really happy about it. You take 17 minute forwards and give them 19 minutes, they're really happy about it. So I don't think covering it's a big deal, but I think from a rhythm of the game for him to get into the game, being out on the ice and just, you know, continuing to work on the game, I think that, that that's important that he's out there and he's playing. It's, he does, he's not learning in the, in the box, right? So it's more important. And he does have a positive influence in the game when he's finishing hits. And, so, so to be... Who's asking this ridiculous so, question? I'm not sure who that is, but right there, he's telling you he has a positive influence on the game when he's when he's out there doing his thing. So what is that? I don't understand the point. Is they trying to look for a downside for him for taking these penalties? Because Laviolette is telling you no, because then other guys who have to fill in, their ice time goes up and they like it. Right. What's the problem? Dance and Larry, retract that question. I know you're listening. What was the decision? You know, what was, how did you approach it as um, maybe trying to strengthen that line as opposed to trying what to... What is this? Dianetics? I mean, this is just a fight. I, I don't understand. This is... Where's, where's the question? Where's the question? <laughs> this is... Is this shockwaves? Is this like... <laughs> I love what this this reminds me of uh on the Sopranos when somebody when somebody would try and talk to Tony and they'd give him the preamble and Tony would always say skip the preamble. That's all these this is all preamble. Just get to the question. Um, yeah, I mean that for I mean there's there's been no question asked. And Laviolette's still gonna gonna come up with an answer for me. We're we're coming off a loss, and inside of that loss, like you said, there was lots of in the last few games actually there's been lots of times for me to yeah, put different players up there. So uh, Panarin's been up there, and Laugh's taken some shifts up with those guys. Jimmy's taken shifts up with those guys. Jimmy's moved down, and he's worked in hey, a few spot with uh, Goody and Eddie, and that's been a, an effective line for what we're looking for out of them. Apparently, um, I'm on the fourth line. You know, this now. is an opportunity with Capo. I think he's played well. Um, he's Shut up. some sucks. offense and some goals. 
<laughs> no, he says Kako's played well and you want him to shut up. You've heard enough. <laughs> I love it. And to move him up, it becomes a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more more minutes for him. Um, and I think he's I think he's earned a, a pop up there to see what he can do. He's been there before, and he's you know he's a player that has the potential and possibility. I don't know who we're talking moving. about anymore. Did you have a conversation about managing his emotions when he's receiving? Whose emotions? We've had we have conversations with all of our players. So yes, we've had conversations with Matt. All right. His, did anybody Matt try to manage Ty Domi's emotions while he was here? While he was putting paper on the back of his helmet to mock Ken Baumgartner? Were they managing emotions? This is what coaching is now. Managing emotions. But, but I, I love that I, I love that this video, this is his media availability after the practice today. It's a set, it's an eight-minute video, and we are four minutes into it, and it's been 90% Matt Rempe. Shockwaves. No, those conversations are between us. So. As soon as the Rangers acquire some physicality and get intimidating, they want to shut the whole thing down. Right. The whole thing is a crime against humanity. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> uh, it's a crime against It is. It's a joke. You're right, Bill. That's a joke. Yeah, I mean, we hate losing. <coughs> Are you going to send him to we a therapist, Pete? And um, we need to reset and go back at it. Our, our team's done a, a decent job of that. He's looking you know, pretty good there. Lots of is, is anyone monitoring Matt Rempe's bowel movements? to see? Yeah. <laughs> is he seeing anyone professionally? <laughs> is he stopping starting times this year where there was a game early on and you know where we played a team and then we play him the next game right. or three games nice. later or four games later and it's a chance to go out and fix something if you didn't like it you can coach up that game and make adjustments and sometimes you, know, you just lose tell him better that. execution better speed better attitude there's things you can do to be more successful he and does so, man he looks like he's trimming up there Building some upper body muscle. Now he was he was showing a lot of nipples early in the uh, year. What ratings? No one's watching this goddamn sport. I always I always find these questions to be hard to answer. The, first of all, the in other words, you're an idiot for asking me that. Is the schedule. I have no choice. I can't call him and say, "Listen, can we put a couple games in here just to keep us to keep us going?" The schedule is the schedule. I'm sure, this has happened hundreds of times. Let's say 200, 100 times the team's done well, and 100 times the team probably doesn't like the way they played in that schedule. We're going to have to figure that out. We'll have the the good part is we'll have some practices. We get to work on things, and you know, guys get to heal up a little bit from bumps and bruises and. Sometimes you lose that rhythm of the game, and nobody knows how it God, plays out from there. But it is what it is. They so lost we'll... the blue jackets. Does Matt um, Ro does Matt Rempe take aromatherapy, and what if so? What is his favorite scent? Yes. <laughs> take it for what it is. We'll get some rest. We'll get some work and practice, and we'll look to come out of it the right way. I guess also to kind of you know, rephrase that a bit on my end. When you're winning a lot like you guys were, all you want to do is get back to the right, keep going, having so much fun. 
Well, we're coming off a loss right now. So I think we're hungry to get back out on the ice because we lost, not because we're winning. And so to get back out there and try to rectify that. Plus, we have a couple more games before we get into that. And I feel like we have like five days off in the middle of a week. And so we, that's the schedule it is. Right now, we just got to focus to completely ruin your thought process. We have to just focus on day to day, game to game. We got a big game tomorrow. So, big one. Big game. Here we go. Have you ever told a guy? Yeah, situation, this time is game. ridiculous. I think Carolina told the whole team. Fight. It was the end of the year. We're locked in for the playoffs and just didn't want to want to lose anybody. You know, I think there's always situations that happen where you got to defend yourself or you got to defend your teammate, and those things happen out there. But with a, just a general question that you're asking me, yeah, I've, yeah, we've definitely had those conversations. Is it moving the game today for a guy who? All right, that's enough. I mean, enough. This is just look. Look, there's no big, there's no big, Matt, bigger Matt Rempe fan in this fan base than me. But okay, come on, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. He's gonna dominate a seven minute. Pre- there is nothing else to talk about with this team. Who's playing goal tomorrow night? Who is Mika gonna five? score five on five? <laughs> right. What are you doing to get the five on five? All they want to know is about Matt Rempe's fighting. I mean, come on. This is. Are you concerned about Keandre Miller? We're talking about a 30-second fight in the middle of a 60-minute game that amounts to a five-minute penalty. And this is all we can talk about? I mean, come on. There's a lot going on with this team. Exactly. I guess maybe we did a disservice by talking about it for a half hour, but that's just what we do here. We just report the news. But there are other things the coach could be talking about. Yeah. I would like to see one of these guys go, you we're know, talking about what the fans are talking about because we're fans. We're not the media. We're the fans. It's all right. I'll do three hours on Matt Rempe. But the thing is, it's like the, the, the people in the chat room bringing up things. That's what these reporters should be bringing up. Right. Jen makes a good point. We talk about Edstrom not getting any attention whatsoever. Yeah. Poor Eddie is. Uh, he's the most forgotten six foot seven man in hockey. He's looked okay. Yeah. He was right that they've been in on the puck battles. He could skate too. Both of them could skate. Edstrom could really skate. I think Edstrom is is probably the better skater, but I like both of them for for different reasons. But I mean, you know, like like Laviolette just said, you know, the things that Rempy's doing outside the fighting have had a, a positive inf- impact. He's in front of the net. He's not like some guy who was just he had a he had a positive impact on Nathan Bastion's jaw. That's for sure. Yeah, rearranged his face for him. I mean, that was some hit. And um, Patty Duke said they took away that match penalty, which is good news. I didn't wasn't aware of that. Oh, good. I know there was talk of it, but I didn't. I never heard anything official. Patty Duke also going to start her own podcast. Called Put Up Your Dukes. Put Up Your Dukes. <laughs> there That's good. That's good. See? <laughs> Even gave her the name. Oh, Diane said that. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It was Diane that said that? Oh, okay. Oh, well, Diane Eck. What would hurt me? Oh, what the Eck? <laughs> what the Eck? There you what go. What the Eck? That's your podcast. Exactly, Rangers. Sp- <laughs> and speaking of which, 
at the viewing party, which I guess we'll talk about now. <coughs> I was accosted at this uh, viewing party by uh, two women. Very nice ladies. I guess accosted is the wrong word. But uh, these ladies were talking about how they were like, you know, they want to know the, the history of Booster Underground and how long our podcast. And, and one of the ladies was like, oh, I want to do a podcast. And I'm, she seemed fairly entertaining. Maybe she could hold it her own. But you never know because talking unshackled and unfeathered is I was, my forte. I was, I was waiting for this. Oh, wait, wrong one. This one. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I think I got the same response when I told my wife the story. But they were nice enough. I mean, listen, they come down. They, they were, you know, they they were bombed. They were bombed. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Our contingent was bombed. And their, and, their, and their husband looked like he was mobbed up. I was <laughs> I wasn't gonna say oh yeah, you exaggerate so bad. You watch too many sopranos. I went over to them. Did I was, you get a good look at that guy? I talked to them both with the giants chain. Yeah. So he's a fan. Uh, so I think he was mobbed up. Uh, so easy to, to just see. Matt Morello's agreeing with me. Matt Morello doesn't know. What's he's, he's from Comac. What does he, he know? Better. A lot of mafioso in uh, over at the Motorin. Anthony's coal fire pizza. They're all hanging out there. Maybe no, it does though. So they were talking to me, and they're like, "Oh, we." And the one lady was really nice, like kind of, you know, and the other one was like very loud. And I was like, kind of, I said, well, I said, well, that's kind of our dynamic. I go, Jim can get loud, but he's more of the sane. I'm just like, says shit that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, the yin and the yang. And they're talking all this stuff. But they, they were nice enough. They came to the viewing party. They went to go see Wicked across the street. They came back to the viewing party. Right. Cheer on the Rangers. And uh after the they uh after it was all said and done, these mafioso people, according to my my good friend Jim here, donated to Patreon to support this show. Well they yeah, they they duped us on the way out the door, just like any mafioso would. What do you mean? <laughs> Is that protection, Mike? Like Jimmy, like Jimmy to Jim Cotton, Jimmy to Jen Conway. Give everybody 50 bucks. Forget we saw them. Is that what it is? <laughs> we were never here. We were never here. I didn't see nothing. Oh, I thought it was nice that they came down. And they all were, the people, let me tell you. Yeah, they were they were they were nice people. And uh just to see. I gave the guy one of those Giants cooler bags that Coors Light donated to us. Oh. Because he was a Giants fan. Did he, uh, did he squeeze his cheek? Both cheeks. Yeah, no, no. He squeezed me. You're a good kid. You're a good kid. I'll see if there's a place for you. Right. You're going to hear tonight for sure. So anyway, hey, big deal, Jim. What do you? My wife, you know, I see what's going on here. I mean, all right. 
I see what's going on. I see what's going on. Uh, it's great to be, but you, there was no no trouble was going to be had. You knew that. So these broads are attracted to these big time announcer guys. This happens. My wife's accepted it. I I don't hear a peep. I'm probably in trouble. I'll lecture you, young lady. Yeah, the the one guy I I gave I gave one of the, the other guy uh I gave him a shirt and suppose, I guess somebody somebody took it from him. <laughs> That's what the woman said. I don't know. So Jen gave him another t-shirt. Oh. <clears throat> they were nice people. They were okay. Yeah. But yeah, they 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 the, the women were very curious about how to start a podcast and how to they want to do a podcast on mental health or something like I don't know, something like that. Anyway. <laughs> still firing guns look, at her. Look, all all that matters in the end is what Eddie said. They said it with money. They say you say it with money, like my say mother it. used to say. Say it with money. Happy birthday, mom. Say it with money. Nice. All right. Look so this. look at this. I got to show you this this great. I don't know if you saw this this great picture Jen took. Yeah, I love this picture. From the. Oh wow. Isn't that cool? How come Jen didn't take pictures of these broads that were down there? Why do you think? <laughs> I'm just trying to start shit. I know you are. That is a nice picture. That is, I like that picture, yeah. And Jen was funny. She's like, you know, we're, we're all, uh, you know, whatever. And she, at one point, she just says to me, these people just follow you and Eddie. Like, whatever you guys do, say, it's like you're, you're like, Cult leaders. <laughs> uh, please. I think yeah. we're just all friends and I don't know. I'm a dummy. I say something. Another dummy says the same thing. Yeah. Here's Eddie during the day. Right? Yes. There I am. Hopping, hanging out with the great, the beast of Bayonne, the great Tony Stanziano. The cowboy hats that we were given by. Uh, Miller Lite. By Miller Light, and then right. there, yeah. So that's me in the daytime. I pulled a double header. Then I'm here on is, stage. Here he is at eleven eleven thirty at night, Saturday night. I'm in bed. Eleven thirty. We went on I'm, later than that. No, it was eleven thirty. You said you went on right. Eleven, eleven thirty, eleven thirty-five, maybe. Yeah. I'm sound asleep. Uh, you are a trooper. Yes. Took me two days to recover. <laughs> Sunday was a very low profile day for me. Just that was one day after I turned 59 years old. Not too thing, shabby. I gotta say, now it brings me to another thing. The generosity of you people is overwhelming. I mean, Chris Johnard gave me an NHL. Scrabble game, Nick DeCristo got me a, a Rangers shirt. Just a lot of things that just acknowledging and 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 let's talk about the generosity of Dr. B. Dr. B started a first goal pool where he put up his own money. Right. So you had to pick who'd score the first goal. Now, after the 12th pick or whatever it was, you would think, I don't know what your pick was, 
I, he's asking me, why are you waiting to 12 to get to me? I thought we were a little bit closer than that. I picked Panarin, who miraculously was still available. I thought I had a pretty good shot. Well, guess who had Adam Fox? Was it Adam Fox? No, Lafreniere. Who, guess who had Lafreniere? Out of all the BSU wackos. <laughs> a guy who couldn't pick his own nose. The nuttiest. The most unreasonable <laughs> Ranger fan. That's right, Patty Duke. Costa. I was so happy for him. I really was. I went up. I congratulated him. I gave him a hug. I said, I'm really happy because he he shows up at every party, contributes. He's there. He's a good sport, and he never wins. He never wins. He gets in the raffles. He never wins. I remember he went all in on a jersey once. Went all in on he a lost. jersey. Like 100 bucks in raffle tickets, and he didn't win. So I was very happy to see him win that money. Probably at least mostly covered his bar tab, but he doesn't drink. So I saw him down at the Arby's today. <laughs> Did Loves you? That Arby's near his house. They got the meats, apparently. They got the meats. Getting Not those two, the meat. two for fives uh, beef and cheddars. Yeah. Two for yeah five. He's got the coupons. He's got that whole thing going. <laughs> then. People are bringing their extended family now. I Tony Stanziano's dad, Chris the Meat brought his mother. Yep. Mom the Meat. Yep. <laughs> Mom the Meat. <laughs> Aunt Diane was there again. Diane and Denise. Mama Johnard had her Brian Leach jersey on. Al Stanziano. You were at Arby's. I saw you, Costa. The beast, the beast senior. Yeah, it's become a family affair. I was, and people from Syracuse, people from the, the, the Columbus, Matt Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson came up from uh, South Carolina or North Carolina, one of the two. Who came from Syracuse? Did anybody come from Syracuse? I don't remember. Uh, you know, Connor comes up from Washington, D.C. Was kind of drunk at this one? I don't think he was drunk. I think he was fun, buzzed. Matt Brown. Oh, Matt Brown was from Syracuse. That's okay. right. Greensboro, North Carolina. Thank you, Brett. Matt Brown was there with his, uh, I, I get in trouble. Uh, I, I don't want to say wife, could be girlfriend. I don't wife. remember. If he, wife. Okay. I was glad to see them. Uh, Z-Man was there wearing his Ranger crown afterwards. Now, that game against the Flyers, I, I know you were busy, but th that game was too close for comfort. It was nip and tuck. And I'm like, and people were realizing that Mark Stahl was on the Flyers. He looks like freaking Gritty now. Him and Gritty the mascot looked exactly the same. Half that team and 90% of their fans look like gritty, especially the women. Ah, you're right. It's terrible. 
and Costa counting the shots, <clears throat> like the like uh, <clears throat> the count on Sesame Street. One shot. Ah, two ah, shots. Ah, ah. Two shots. Ah, ah, ah. We started mimicking it. But the Rangers uh, came through. Nice goal. 20th viewing party victory. 20 and 8. 20 and 8. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> yes. Four freaking four fucking shots. I, I got to say, I think Costa was very subdued. You thought that was subdued? I've seen him a lot crazier. Yeah. I hope he's not getting soft on us. Well, it was also a close game. I mean, you know, it's not like the Montreal game, like that, that, you know, the comeback game when they were down four nothing and he was, you know, he practically went through the floor at Slattery's. Yeah, but he's throwing, I think he's getting a little, I don't know. Think he's mellowing? I think he's mellow over the age. The F-bomb wasn't going off as much as it used to. Yeah. That's true. In the warmer <laughs> weather, he heats up. <laughs> I don't know. By the nice way, I heard, heard back from Mikhail's on uh, Sunday. They, you know, again, they love this and they can't wait for us to come back. Yeah, they make the fish nagels when we bring them down. Good for them. A good day for them. And uh, I, I know, I know, several people asked me if we would do a playoff viewing party, and I said that I think we've done one. They're just not easy to do because the schedule's got to line up. It's got to be, you know, there's got to be a preferably a Saturday game. And it's got to be a road game. And it just doesn't always work out. Yeah. And, you know, it's very short notice. I mean, we don't know. You know, it could be, you know, and then the other thing is you plan a viewing party and it's, you know, it's tough to tough to plan for a game five, six or seven because you don't know if that game is going to happen until game one or two or three. It's it, they're just it's very hard to put together in a very short amount of time. Plus, we want to give everybody time to plan. So. Uh, all I can tell you is maybe. We'd love to do it. I mean, certainly, you know. Definino burrito. But, you know, it just it just depends. We'll have to wait and see when the schedule comes, you know, when the playoff, when we get to the playoffs. And two playoff games, both losses. One was Washington, if I remember correctly. I don't remember who the other one was. Boston, maybe? Maybe. Or Ottawa? Did we lose one to Ottawa at a viewing party? I'm trying to oh, remember. I don't know. The historian will know. He'll have the answer for me in a minute. I'm not worried. I think one was Washington. Maybe a four-one. Definitely was Washington. I be. I remember. Uh, Washington and Boston. Was it that in Washington the one where uh, we had it at that place across from the Garden? Was that the, the Irish game? Times? Yeah. Yeah. The Irish Times that I think Paul Caduzzi was at that one. The Irish Times was the place that, that told us they would pay us for every person that came in the door. They were out of business, and I'm still waiting for that check. Yeah. <laughs> Washington was at Slattery's. Hmm. Washington was at Slattery's. Okay. Okay. 
What year was that Washington one? Seems like, I mean, it seemed like they played Washington every year, at least for a couple of years they did. So. I also some uh, big ups. I, I, I got to talk to Daryl Bush, who is wearing a 1926 replica Ranger jersey. May 5th, 2012. Okay. Bill Cook. Daryl Bush and his dog, blue shirt underdog, as he's been uh, deemed was there as well. I remember them all, Jim. No, I don't. Huh. We'll see. So anyway, the, the contingent was there. I was very impressed. Yes, there was at uh what was that place called? Percy's. Yeah, it didn't I really I mean I love Colin, but that place was too small. Place was small. They took good care of us. Colin yeah. made sure. I mean, we were, you know, we we took they he took very good care of us. You know, the, the I mean that place didn't survive either, but um it was a little out of the way. That was the only bad part about that place as far as the city goes. Because it wasn't really near like uh, it was like 14th Street or something like that. I don't know. It was 14th Street. Anyway, it was a cool place. We had fun there. It was just a little small for us. Now, but they put out a ton of free food for everybody. I remember yeah. that. I mean, that's always good. Of course, I remember the food. I remember Zach Budnick got freaking scared out of his mind at that one because Costa was going off into one of his you know, conniptions. And uh, Zach was like, Costa! He got all fucking like scared and looked for a safe space. Um, well, how about your other teams? Uh, it looks like your Pittsburgh Penguins are done. They've lost Brian Rust. They've lost Jake Gunsel. Uh, Dave uh, Gensel, whatever you want to say. The Devils. Suck. The Islanders are hanging on by a thread. Their fans are turning on them. I would love to see both those teams not make it and the Rangers make it. I know I'm not supposed to think that way. All right. I know you got ideas. Keep them to yourself right now. So, it's not I don't know. The Rangers will look good. Good. Everybody's kind of agreed. I talked to a lot of people at the big party. <coughs> Third line center, first one, first line right wing. But then I heard Costa was talking about getting Nick Bukestad, getting more toughness. Do we need more toughness at this point? I uh, mean, there's was, shockwaves going through the NHL. Shockwaves through the league? Well, yes, I'll appreciate that one seven six. Quite an accomplishment. They beat the Flyers. The Flyers. So there's that. Well, it's funny how the Rangers, you know, it was a close to vest game with the Rangers and Flyers, and then 7-6, the next game they play. Right. Um, so I I don't know. We'll see what we're going to see. So what day is the actual trading deadline happening? Next Friday. The next eight? Friday. So next Friday, you're Friday. 
think it's March 9th. March 9th. Uh, I will be announcing March on 8th. This- Friday, March 8th. Sorry. Okay. I will be announcing on this program that this Friday, I will be in Hartford, Connecticut. March 1st. March 1st, the first of the month. Is that autograph night? That is autograph night. I I totally advertised it. I want to show and tell right here. And I don't know if you could see this. Now, my wife, who was a, a fucking saint, when she asked for an autograph, she likes it personalized. And she's asked everyone, no matter how big or how small on the sports spectrum, to write the personalize it this way. To Christina, lots of love. Right. I, so, I think you've said that before, yeah. Well, right now, I'm going to show, show it to you if I can get it up there. She has... To Christina, lots of love, number 44 in your program. I think that's his number in Hartford. Uh, Mr. Shockwave himself, Matt Rempe. Wait. Nice. So, if he loves my wife, then he's okay with me. Right. And if he wants to fight me, I'll even fight. Stay. That, that is, uh, uh, this guy could do no wrong in your eyes and in my eyes, and I think most of the people in this chat room. So at the end of the Rempy discussion has officially ended. Till next week's show. Until it takes a dumb penalty across the Stanley Cup. But (laughs) until then, let's just not participate with the rest of the league and that idiot we had on earlier. Uh, Did Jim, you have anything else to talk about? I know you, I've done a lot of the the talking here. Um, I don't think so. Just, uh, you know, let's get back at it. What, what's the uh, schedule look like the next? Let's see. They got uh, Columbus tomorrow. Columbus tomorrow. And then Saturday night, uh, hockey in Canada in Toronto. Toronto. And then I'm in Toronto. And then uh, Florida at the Garden Monday, March 4th. That'll be a test. And then they get four nights off. And they get St. Louis at home and then the Devils at home. And then a little road trip in the middle of March. But nothing, nothing, nothing uh, major. Nothing too crazy. An afternoon tilt against the Penguins on March 16th, Saturday afternoon. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh-oh. Looks what? like Jordan Greenway is sending shockwaves through the NHL. By popping Nick Cousins in the mush. Nick Cousins deserves it, that dirty bastard. So that's it for me. That's all I got. Uh, 
The Rangers continue to win, although they lost. I don't think it's the end of the fucking world. Sometimes you just lose. And it's a piss poor effort. That, so. <clears throat> yep. Jim, it's, I good, had, it's, it's good that they'll get some time off in March. Gear up for the playoffs. They will be true. here before you know it. And Jim, I got to thank you again for all that you do with these viewing parties. I mean, it's my pleasure. It's, it's, I do it for us. And, and it's the people also that come to these things. It makes me so happy. I mean, I haven't even gotten to the Dr. Darwin Bushman stories, which I probably could do my own podcast on. But he is one generous motherfucker. And I got to tell you, he he was elated to see these people. He was that he, he that he has seen on his video screen in person. Yes. Like Costa was like a celebrity to him. Matt Morello was a celebrity to him. And he told me one funny story that the the two women who work in his office refer to us as those two guys on the TV. Right. <laughs> like those, you're always watching those two guys on the screen. Right. That's us. That's us. Well, that's the end of the show. I'm have a nice cool glass of water and sit back and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit back and do it. Sounds good to me. We love seeing all of you. That wraps it up. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Dom, yes, Dom, it was good to see you as well. I know I'm forgetting some people that were there, but you know, the place was. Thank you, James. It warms my heart. Yes. Take care. Let's go, Rangers. Let's get back on the. uh, Morgan Hurley, the great Diane X. Back in the wing column. Eddie, always a pleasure. Uh, Right back at you. All right, we'll see you guys sometime next week. Let's go, Rangers. Let's get it going. Go, Rangers. That's all we got. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, the whole thing. You know where to find us. Podcast will be up tomorrow. We'll see you soon. Good night, everybody. Good night.